Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I am just really happy to be recording this episode. I really am. And virtually hanging out with you guys for a little bit. And I'll tell you what, this might seem like a duh kind of statement, like obviously, but I never take the obvious for granted. I think that some of the most powerful growth can come from realizing and then doing something with what seems really obvious, right? And that obvious thing of the day is the better I eat and the harder I go in my workouts, the happier I am. I know, seems obvious, right? But here's the thing. Sometimes I lie to myself and I lie to myself and say that I'll feel better or my day will be better or I will be happier if I have a cupcake or some ice cream. And that's not true. Because while that cupcake or that ice cream is really great for about 35 to 60 seconds, it doesn't make me happier. It doesn't make me happy. And it doesn't make my day better. I am truly happier the cleaner I eat. My mood is better. And when I combine eating as well as I can without overfeeding myself, when I combine that with bringing my best effort in my workouts, I'm so much happier, right? And it feels amazing to feel amazing. So in order to kind of anchor that feeling and make myself less likely to forget it or to believe those alternative lies, what I do is I write about it. When I do something that makes me feel amazing, I want to make that feeling grow. I've had a couple of days recently where I'm like, man, I'm crushing it. Like I'm in a good mood. I'm upbeat. I'm feeling productive. Everything's great. So I ask myself, why? What's contributing to that, right? Or if I finish a workout and I'm on top of the world, I write about it because I want to anchor that in my memory as best as I can. I want to give those moments more power and attention and repetition then I give to the alternative, those stories and lies about how a cupcake might make me happy. So I do that. I make that grow. I give it power and attention and repetition by journaling about it. I might say, I crushed such and such workout. Here were the thoughts that motivated me during the workout. Or if I successfully talk myself out of getting the ice cream or the cupcake, I'll write about how that felt, how I felt about it afterwards, how I was proud of myself. And alternatively, if I have the ice cream, if I have the cupcake, I write about that. And typically that looks like it wasn't really worth it. I mean, the first couple bites were great, but afterwards I was tired. I wish I hadn't made that choice. I want to really 
learn from my choices. And this doesn't take hours, but it is a learning experience. It's not just letting things in life happen, good days or not so good days, but learning and growing and improving and getting better each day. I'm so much happier when I'm eating well and I'm working out hard. You know, what's funny, I was literally putting together on paper some notes on this podcast, some things I wanted to tell you guys about. And as I glanced up, the woman standing about two feet away from me from where I was sitting in this coffee shop has a bag of Georgetown cupcakes, right? I'm like, (laughs) gotta laugh, right? Because without this sentiment being top of mind, I'm sure I'd be thinking, oh, where's Georgetown cupcakes? I should check that out, right? But the reality is, I want to be happy. And I am happiest when I'm taking great care of myself. And I say to my clients all the time, and I think it just sort of is one of the things they hear but don't necessarily like try to pursue. And that is, it feels amazing to feel amazing. So when I am feeling on top of the world, I have to ask myself, why? What's contributing to that? And I never feel on top of the world when I'm not taking great care of myself. I just don't. Anyways, that was like an aside. On to the heart of today's podcast. So last weekend, I did a short fast. And during that fast, I practiced a lot of meditation. I know if you're not into meditation, hang with me. I'm not a woo-woo girl, right? I'm a, I'm a swift kick in the face kind of girl. But here's why I'm drawn to meditation. The reason is most of my life, I've been pretty reactive, And what I mean by that is if I experienced temptation, I acted on it. If I wasn't motivated to work out, I would follow that thought and I would fuel it with attention. I would make excuses to not get it done. If someone irritated me, I would be pissed off. I'd carry that resentment and I'd continue to make it grow with thought and attention. I would be irritated by waiting on hold or standing in line or getting stuck in traffic, things breaking around the house. And the reason that was a problem is that being unsettled, irritated, anxious, unhappy, upset, for me, those things were associated with turning to food to escape from those uncomfortable emotions. So I knew I needed to work on not letting everything upset me. Now, big things happen and go wrong. And yeah, they do still upset me. But I knew that a key to being successful was not letting everything upset me, irritate me, you know, get my day off kilter. I needed to learn to be less reactive and to take control over my mood instead of letting everything that happens around me dictate my mood. Because how we feel and what we focus on has a huge impact on our choices. And if we're focused on everything that is irritating us and being upset or tired or grumpy, that has a huge impact on our choices. And I know everybody wants to focus on tactics. That's the cool thing. Intermittent fasting or regular fasting, keto, carb cycling, carb backloading, whole whatever, macro counting. But the tactics will never be as effective as improving your mindset, right? And I did a whole webinar with my um, Fat Loss Fast Track veterans about this the other day. But it's really, really true. There is no tactic that will give you a better return 
than improving your mindset. If you change the way you think, if you improve your attitude, you'll crack your whole world wide open. So that's why I meditate. And here's what happened. So I was doing this fast over the weekend. It was just shy of four days, Thursday midday to Monday morning. And I would notice these moments when I was battling against myself, right? Where there was very much this sense of like, devil on the left shoulder, eat something, angel on the right shoulder, no, you're fasting, right? And this ongoing debate in my head would be like, hey, 24 hours of fast is really good. You could totally justify a meal because I mean, hey, you fasted for 24 hours. Or I had started the fast with a friend and she decided, nope, I'm not doing this. And so there was this dialogue of, well, she stopped. So I mean, why? I'll do this another time when I'm not going it alone. Whenever I noticed that tension, this sense of me versus myself, I would meditate. Now, that doesn't mean I would like stop everything, shut the door, close my eyes, sit Indian style. No, 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 no. If I was driving, I would just really focus on what I was seeing and hearing around me. Or if I was at my computer, I would just stop for five seconds and challenge myself to only focus on my breath. Meditation can take many forms, right? But ultimately, it's about slow down and get really focused on the present right now where no decision has to be made. You're just right here. You're not reacting. You're not deciding. You're not choosing. You're just here. And in one of those many, many, many moments of meditation, I had a little bit of an aha moment that I wanted to share with you. And again, some of this might seem obvious, but I believe that the most power is in the obvious things we overlooked or don't act on. So my aha moment was, hey, wait, even though it very much seems like it's the good me versus the bad me, there are not two me's. There are not two Elizabeths. It's not the good, well-intentioned Elizabeth and the bad, poorly-intentioned Elizabeth. I don't have to battle myself. That's really only a belief in my mind that I'm fighting against myself, right? I know it seems kind of out there, but bear with me for one second. First and most obviously, literally speaking, like literally, there's only one me. There's not two. So it's not me, the body versus me, the brain, I have thoughts, that is true, but those thoughts are not fighting me. So as I thought about this, I I sort of said to myself, what if I just refuse to fight with myself? As simple as that, I just refuse to fight against myself. Just like a parent would tell their children to stop arguing, what if I just calmly reminded myself in these moments I don't engage in a battle with myself. As soon as I notice it, I don't I don't fight with myself. That's it. Now, at first, especially when I was fasting, I noticed this a lot. Like constantly I would think, up oh, there it goes. It's it's this idea versus this idea. And I didn't get mad at myself when I noticed it, like, oh, you said you weren't going to do this. I didn't get mad at myself any more than I would if I was learning a new language and I stumbled over the words. I just said, "Oh, right. I don't battle." myself. I don't fight against myself. That idea that it's me versus me is just an idea. It's just that. It's a story I've told myself. But the fact is, there's only one me. And I only have one objective. And that one objective is what's best for me. What makes me feel my best? 
So I'm not participating in some battle that I've created in my mind. I get it. I'm facing a temptation, but there's only one me and I have one objective. What's best for me? So if my only objective is what's best for me, then in this moment, what's best for me? No drama, no battle, no alternative choices, just one objective that's very black and white. What's best for me? And I know that I am happiest when I'm making great choices. I was reading a blog the other day. This is sort of a random aside, but I was reading a blog the other day um, from Julie Bauer of PaleoMG. And she was writing about the 10 lessons she learned from her first year of marriage. And one thing she said is that her husband doesn't indulge her critical self-talk. So, for example, if she says to her husband, oh, my thighs look huge today, he'll say, I'm not doing this and walk away. Which might seem harsh if you want somebody who's like, oh, no, your thighs look amazing. But if you want to be happy, if you want to get better, if you want to mature, then you realize it's a gift. And we can do this with ourselves. It's not being bitchy. It's not being dismissive. It's just, nope, I'm not doing this. I'm not. There literally are not two me's, so I'm not going to battle with this idea in my head. I have one objective. I have one intention. What's best for me? So... I'm I'm just not going to do this. Just like her husband would say, I'm not I'm not having this conversation with you and walk out of the room. We can do this with ourselves. I'm not I'm not fighting with myself anymore. That's crazy. It's an idea in my head. I am one person with one objective. What's best for me? So, what's best for me? No battle, no tug of war, no good angel versus bad devil. And it's practice. Just like learning a new language is practice and repetition. If you decided, for example, that you're never going to say the word yes anymore, you're only going to say see, no yes, just see, how many times would you still catch yourself saying yes out of habit? Probably dozens and dozens. But the more you say see instead of yes, then the more you say see, the less often you catch yourself saying yes, which I know is a very elementary example, but it's the same thing. The same is true with redirecting this idea This thought that, like, I I don't fight with myself. I don't battle. There aren't two me's. I have one objective. And I catch myself in these moments of, like, oh, should I do this or should I? Wait, there's no battle. There's one me and there's one objective. What's best for me? Right? If this is something you struggle with, battling against yourself, believing this idea that it's your good intentions versus your not-so-good intentions – then you have to say, I'm just, I'm not going to battle myself, right? Here are some things to work through. Here are some questions to ask yourself to sort of jumpstart this redirect process. And as I tell my Fat Loss Fast Track clients all the time, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. So if all you get, all you put into this idea is listening to this podcast, you won't get much out of it. But if you put practice into it, if you put time into it, if you put consistency into it, you'll get more out of it. If all you put into a concept I present is listening to the podcast, you haven't put much into it. If you put in your time, your effort, your energy, your consistency, you'll get more out of it. You will get out of it what you put into it. So some questions to work through to help you with implementing this idea. When do you feel like you're fighting against yourself? When does that happen? 
When do you feel like it's your best intentions against your lesser intentions? How will you pay more attention to these moments? How are you going to remind yourself to tune in, to pay attention, to be mindful? For me, I don't multitask as much anymore. I journal every single day. I meditate. If I start to feel anxious or like I am at conflict, then I will ask myself these questions. Wait, what am, what am I debating right now? Okay, hold up. I'm not at battle with myself. There is no two me's to fight against. I have one objective. What's best for me? So when do you feel this? How will you pay more attention? Right? One other way that I pay more attention is I mentally rehearse my day. I do this when I'm showering and I often do it as I'm falling asleep at night for the next day. I think through, all right, I'm going to do this. And I, and I go through everything, the choices that I make. It doesn't take more than like two minutes max. But I go through what I'm going to get done and when. I go through my workouts. I go through what I eat. Mentally rehearse your day to see this. You know, in our Fat Loss Fast Track journal, we have a section of each daily page that's about opportunities. What are the opportunities you have to pay more attention, to recognize the way that you are thinking? How do you plan to remind yourself that there is no battle? For me, it's something I do in my head and in my journal and during my visualizations by paying attention to my thoughts. But maybe you remind yourself with a reminder on your phone or a background on your phone or a sticky note on your computer. How will you remind yourself? Don't just hope you remember. Have a strategy in place for how you will remind yourself that there is no battle. There's only one you. You are not your thoughts. You are the thinker. There are circumstances, but those are not you. The thought is not you. There is no battle. There is one objective. For me, it's what's in my best interest. What makes me feel my best? Your objective might be energy or progress towards your goals or keeping the promises you make to yourself. But no matter where you are or what your intention is, there is no battle of two yous. There's one you with one objective. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you found it helpful. I will chat with you very soon and make the rest of your day the best of your day. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. 
internet that can handle a house full of screens at once with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. Introducing the next generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas.